Greetings fellow wanderers in the fourth dimension. You're listening to The Great Show in the Galaxy. I'm Mike. I lived among artists for once for a month. Uh, joining me as always is uh, Emma Foster. Hello. What's up, y'all? We had a wash. Oh, generally, yeah. But, you know, <laughs> only because I'm podcasting tonight, otherwise I wouldn't bother. All right. Okay. <laughs> So, if you can probably tell by uh, our quote, and obviously the order of the, the series it's going in, we're talking about the caretaker. Yep. This yeah. episode, man. Mm. Oh, dear. And it was going... So, oh, do you know It what? was going so well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to, like... I feel like um, we should sort of preface this a little bit. I don't think we're going to entirely dump on this episode, both mm. of us, but I think we've both got concerns about this episode let's put it this way mm-hmm. first among which who got all this sarah jane in my doctor who <laughs> <laughs> yes the scovox blitzer um yeah mm, i don't know yeah. what quite to make of that thing you know what i mean yeah it's it's i mean it's an interesting look i'll yeah. give him that but it's just as i sort of wonder would the episode have suffered if it hadn't even been there no, you know I, I, mean? I, just think, I think it was, you know, it was basically might as well have called it the MacGuffin robot because mm. it's just there to to move the story along. Mm-hmm. And if you count Daleks, this is our fourth story out of six with robots in. Yeah, blame Which it just seems a touch oversaturating the mm. or overegging the pudding, um, unless it's something that is going to come up later. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But yeah, it was... Um, Sort of very, very Sarah Jane-ish feeling. I don't know if it's just because it was set in a school and mm. we had all well, basically one main kid, but it was that sort of atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know with this one. Uh, as uh, just sort of when I had Twitter on and the reaction after the episode, mm. a lot of people just going, huh. I just, <laughs> I don't really know what to, yeah, what to think of it. Yeah. Um, when I was watching this one, I don't know whether part of this might be. Because a lot of people have been uh, talking up the next episode, Kill the Moon. Mm. And um, I don't know whether it somehow it sort of like got seated in the back of my mind that's like, okay, I've, you know, I'm looking forward to Kill the Moon. Let's just sort of get this one out of the way with. But yeah. at the same time, there was, I don't, this one just didn't, didn't sit right for me somehow. I think like, yeah. it was a lot of like the characterization and yes. things like that. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll get onto it. Um, but overall, it was just sort of, it's really hard to sort of like put into terms because it's not necessarily a bad episode. It definitely didn't suck, but it just, again. But it wasn't, it, it, it almost wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't average in a way that you'd be sort of happy with it being average. Mm. Like if we look at Time Heist last yeah. week, that was kind of the average that we've come to expect from Who. Mm-hmm. And when you sort of get uh, an epi- episodes that that is your kind of your baseline, mm-hmm. you're quite happy with that. So when you get something like this that isn't terrible, so mm-hmm. we're not talking about something like Fear Her. No. It isn't great. It isn't average. It just, it sort of lands in this weird kind of... Meh. Meh. Yeah, and it was a thing of, uh, I, I sort of feel in the same way, there's kind of two main areas of criticism with this story. Mm-hmm. There's the story... Mm-hmm. And then there's the characterization, which I will be extracting my spleen and wringing it all over this episode for for the um, for the characterization. There's been a spillage. Part. There has been a spillage. Clean up in aisle three. <laughs> it's my spleen all over the place, right? Because I have got some issues. Well, let's we just get straight on with it. Let's just get on with it, okay. rather than trying to to pussyfoot around it. Mm-hmm. Clara, Danny, the Doctor. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? 
Yeah. I have got issues, and it's mostly... I mean, I understand... Because the essence of drama is conflict, right? So we mm. can't have... This is a drama, yep. right? And amongst many other things with the flexible format. But I feel like everyone came out of the story worse than they were before mm-hmm. we went into it. And a lot of that has got to do with how they're treating Clara. Mm. It is getting on my tits now. Mm-hmm. The She... See, I mean, the Doctor is sort of getting into this kind of dad mode with her mm-hmm. and it it feels really unprompted for yeah. me because it, it, it just because he now looks older he's got mm. to take like a fatherly approach to yeah. to clara and it just seems to sort of come out of nowhere mm-hmm. i mean i was gonna say it, it's you could see him doing it with susan but you know if with the effect of susan he basically just kicked her out and go you know go have a happy life with david you know so it's... this is this is the thing that really grates my cheese right mm-hmm. it's 2014 clara is not a fucking shoe toy to be passed between the doctor and danny mm-hmm and then to just react to them. Mm-hmm. She's a fucking grown-ass woman. She can do what she likes. She doesn't need the, the doctor to tell her what to do. She doesn't need Danny to tell her what to do. Mm-hmm. But the story is just using her as, like, this sort of... She's the prize. She's just a prize, exactly. She's just a thing to be bartered over. Mm-hmm. And that is truly sexism Yeah. to me. And that just really, really is pissing me off now Mm -hmm. and this whole thing that you know the doctor has to sort of behave like this alpha male so we get into this story this story basically descends into a dick measuring contest between him and danny yeah and it's just get this shit out of my doctor who Mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm not this sort of i mean every all the other criticisms we've had right from the beginning right from 2005 when rose came in of saying it's too family it's too much of this relationship guff mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people sort of thought it reached its nadir with amy rory doctor mm. but I, this I think this thing, is it it's much worse yeah this is much much worse like i say clara is not a thing to be bartered over mm-hmm. and it's not so much like the doctor is doing it because he's overly protective of her mm-hmm. which i think is what they're trying to sort of portray it as but because the doctor hasn't sort of softened enough yet yeah. it sort of just comes across as creepy and weird and owner like mm-hmm. and with Danny he's doing the exact same thing it's not mm. you know it's not like he's being like um, kind of the lukewarm water to, if you use a spinal tap analogy to <laughs> Cla- Doctor's ice and Clara's heat mm-hmm. right he is acting like an owner of her as well mm-hmm. like that thing at the end of near the end of the story when he's like, you know, if he pushes you too far and you don't tell me we're done. Yeah, that was... Fuck that statement, man. It's like, have you ever heard of a thing that gaslighting mm-hmm. they talk about sometimes in that it's just purely emotional manipulation on both of their parts. Yeah. And I hate seeing the companion treated like this. It's fucking bullshit. Mm. Just stop it. You know, I understand that you're trying to generate drama and you're trying to put Clara between two worlds between him and him, mm-hmm. but it just it comes across as creepy on both sides. Yeah. And, and it doesn't make anybody look good, especially mm. when you've I mean, I appreciate that, you know, Danny's calling him out on being, you know, a commander and all this sort of thing, but he's he's just it's like the worst of John Pertwee. When John Pertwee stories are real bad, he just comes across as like an aristocratic bell end. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what the Twelfth Doctor's doing for me right now. Yeah. 
the the same time with um that that scene where Danny calls him out, it's I kind of sort of like I'm sort of like torn between who I'm supposed to sort of like root for because yeah, exactly yeah Danny's I mean obviously Danny is right in calling the doctor out on being a prick, but at the same time but the way he does it. You know, giving it all the big yes, sir, and all that. And when the doctor tells him to get out, Danny turns to Clara and he says, see, that's what he's like. But it's not necessarily what he says. It's the way he says it. It's sort of like, haha, yeah, I'm right. Yeah, exactly. That, Do you know what? That, it, rude, that sort of yeah. like got my, under my skin a little bit. So I thought it, I was a bit like, ooh. It has some like really kind of, if you sort of look at it in certain ways... Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the way that, I mean, I don't really want to sort of get too heavy on this, but mm. I went to an all-girls school, right? Yeah. So all of my all of my sort of teenage friends were female. Mm. And about the sort of time we were sort of turning 14, 15, 16, and people started getting their first boyfriends, mm. the ones who had shitty boyfriends yeah. behaved like him and mm-hmm. the doctor. It's it's just it's purely it's it's getting into emotional abuse things of pulling you away from your friends, mm-hmm. conflict, it's sort of conflicting with each other, and you know this thing of like it's it's the sort of very worst sort of if you look at it in a harsh way, it's it's sort of verging on that red pill MRA type shit. Mm-hmm. It the way that they ad- advocate that you should treat women in order to get them to do what you want. Yeah. It is purely what is there. That is what is happening to Clara right now. Mm-hmm. And they're both doing it to her. Mm-hmm. And it's making me feel real uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, just watching it, it was like, there's like alarm bells going off my head. It's like, hang on. Yeah. That's, oh, hang on. But it's it's sort of like, I was like, I wanted to like say something about it on Twitter, but I didn't really know how to put it in case, yeah. you know, because it's very easy <coughs> to like misconstrue. Yeah, it's know. so easy to read a lot into. Mm-hmm what's happening here but like mm. deep down like in my stomach this is kind of how it made mm. me feel and i don't know if moffat's trying to make us feel uncomfortable mm. that it's it's sort of they they've sort of got really into this thing of like he's alien and he, he's not like a person like a human person and he's um he, he's difficult to deal with and blah, blah blah but okay but you have to he's our hero at the end mm-hmm. of the day we have to want to like him mm-hmm. and you're making it real hard right now yeah, I want to like this guy. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I kind of wonder with what's happening in this episode whether that's kind of maybe some sort of setup for how this all goes down in the end. Yeah, like, might could this like be the start of like a self destruct sequence for you know all the relationships in this? Because I mean, this could go very badly wrong. I mean, especially when like like you say at the end when you know, Danny says you know if he pushes you too far, tell me when they have finished that conversation. And he says, he says, uh, he says, you know, promise me, otherwise we're done. And it's like, that was really creepy to me Mm. because if he was being a supportive partner, Mm -hmm. he would say, tell me if he goes too far, Mm -hmm. and then leave it because that—that's the point at which, rather than this sort of having an ultimatum in there. Mm -hmm. Look, I mean, again, relationship advice from Greatest Show in the Galaxy podcast, (laughs) right? If I was Clara's mate in Mm -hmm. real life. I'd be like, this is going to end in tears. Mm-hmm. This relationship is done. Mm-hmm. It's done. It's dead before you've even started. And it's it it's on a real bad sort of foundation mm-hmm. in that Danny knows that Clara is lying through her teeth to him mm-hmm. constantly. So trying to control that situation mm-hmm. by setting all these ultimatums and you ultimately don't trust her. Fuck this relationship. It's done. It's 
Ball, it, it's ruined. It's been bombed to the bottom of the sea before you've even started. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at um, what happened in Listen when they go on their first date. You know, mm-hmm. when uh, Clara comes back, you know, after she storms out in the first place, obviously there's a bit of time travel involved. But when he, starts, he says, you know, this is getting weird, I don't like weird. That, that's kind of like, that's a big, a big red flag right there, you know? It's like... It is. It's, there's red flags all over this place. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's terrible. And it's to the point of... The, the Clara it seems to be in two simultaneous kind of abusive relationships almost mm-hmm. like emotionally abusive and I really am not I, I don't like it at all and I don't know if it's just because Moffat's trying to sort of make it more adult feeling mm-hmm. or something but at, at the end of the story I just sort of sat there and I thought I remember when I show this show used to be about having fun and going on adventures mm-hmm. and yeah. I feel like we haven't done any of that so far this year <laughs> yeah um it's just God, this is, it's it's so tricky. I mean, also we have to sort of like address, you know, Clara's role in this because yeah, yeah, she has lied to Danny. Yeah, she and, has. And um, you know, the the whole like pre-title sequence where she's sort of like going, you know, I can't do this, I can't do this, and then she sort of like tries to talk herself into it. I mean, this is she's put herself in a situation, yeah. right? I, yeah. And- Everyone who, without anyone with five or six brain cells rubbed together, mm-hmm. would would realise that this is this is doomed to failure. Yeah, right? it's it's going to blow up in her face. It's going to blow up in her face. But this is she's that type. She's this type of person mm-hmm. in that they go on and on about how she's a control freak. So mm-hmm. she could think she could control all these aspects. Mm-hmm. But like you say, if if this was a person <laughs> who had some semblance of control in this situation. Mm-hmm. At this point, I mean, she's like I say, she's put, she's opened herself up to this situation, mm-hmm. but the people who are in her life are not good for her. Mm-hmm. So, but she's sort of been put now with with what pressures they're imposing upon her. Mm-hmm. She now feels like she can't change that situation. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, because she's professed to love Danny, who, by the way, did not say it back to her. Interesting. And with a a, a doctor who. Is massively difficult to deal with, mm-hmm. but she you get the impression from what she says she puts up with because she gets to see all this amazing stuff, mm-hmm. and purely that's only why she she hangs around. Yeah, if it wasn't for like the whole time travel thing, she should have probably just told him to fuck off. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and she just you know continue to embark on this terrible relationship mm-hmm. with Danny, yeah. which is her prerogative mm-hmm. because, like I say, she's a grown ass woman and she can make her own decisions. Yeah. But this, the whole thing of, it sort of got to a point of where it was just like a sort of knockabout comedy mm-hmm. aspect of sort of running around and trying to live two lives. It's become deeply sinister with this episode. Mm. Like I say, um, it, it, say what you like about Amy and Rory. Before Rory knew about what she was doing, mm-hmm. it was sort of it had a, a sort of a comedy aspect to it, and it was yeah. funny. You know, this whole thing of like trying to juggle all this stuff, and but like I say, because. Moffat and Gareth Roberts have sort of put these words into their mouths mm-hmm. that are manipulative mm-hmm. and damaging. Mm-hmm. You've made it so much more creepy than it should be. Yeah, yeah. If you say if Danny was cool with it mm-hmm. and didn't give her these ultimatums and just said, "Look, this person's really important to you." Mm-hmm. And I'd like to understand why, but then you share it when you're ready sort of thing mm-hmm. and didn't go on this big sort of sarky rant at him about, you know, being a being a sort of tin pot dictator all by himself. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just it's it, I don't know why they've gone down this road. I just I don't really understand why they've decided to do this. I, mean, I, don't, know, I don't know whether they're starting to like 
deconstruct what problem the Doctor has with soldiers, because this is another ongoing thing. You know, the, the way he sort of, like, sort of refuses to accept that Danny's a math teacher. I mean, although, like, it's kind of, you don't know whether the Doctor's being serious or whether he's just ribbing Big him. Bellend, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I say, it, it's kind of like I say, it's the worst. It's really the worst as, the aspect of Pertwee's performance of the mm-hmm. Doctor I really didn't like. That kind of that aristocratic mm-hmm. sort of thing, which he really embraced about him being sort of upper class cut above. Mm-hmm. And they sort of really went out of their way to sort of strip that away from the Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. They seem to have really put it back in and I don't really know why. Mm. I mean, I... It could just be sort of like a side effect of Capaldi's Doctor being a lot yeah. more Pertwee-ish, mm. you know, but it's just, I don't know. I mean, the whole anti-soldier thing, I can sort of like understand, the way I'm starting to think about it now is sort of like the Doctor's, you know, he's he's fought in the Time War, there's yeah. been like a 900 year, year siege on Trenzalore. It's sort of like the Doctor's sort of, it's, it's his own sort of self-loathing, it's becoming the thing he doesn't really like. I mean, there's been some exceptions to uh, his hate soldiers. I mean, obviously, um, Ross from uh, Centauran Strategy is... But, I mean, obviously, the whole anti-soldier thing varies from Doctor to Doctor, so it could just be the Twelfth Doctor's a little mo- bit more anti-soldier than, say, the Tenth Doctor was. Do you know what I yeah. mean? But it's sort of like it's... He became the thing he didn't like sort of kind of almost sort of not that like, out of choice. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously yeah. the, the Eighth Doctor did make the decision to become a warrior, but that was because he was so completely broken. You know, he was he mm. was trying to stay out of the time war as best as possible. But obviously it just there was no way he couldn't not keep out of it. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So it's maybe his own sort of like self loathing for that, but he's just projecting it. Yeah. Make, just like throw himself into sharp relief. Yeah, I, I absolutely, I, I absolutely agree with that assessment. But I feel like we spent so much time in Day of the Doctor mm-hmm. relieving him of that. Yeah, it took we took it all away from him already. Mm-hmm. So why are we putting it back on him? Mm, yeah. Why are we Why are we still on this sort of self loathing kind of this sort of self loathing tip when we spent an hour and a half in Day of the Doctor stripping away and relieving him of that guilt? Mm. Okay, I mean, it's, it could. I mean, obviously, is it is it purely from trends or? Law? Hmm, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it it could be that you know, with obviously a nine hundred year siege, mm. you know, there's going to be generations brought up to you know helping fight to protect you know the village and things like that. I mean, obviously, it's done for good reasons, but you know, maybe it could even be sort of like a holdover from um, Journey's End, you know, when Davros calls the Doctor out on taking innocent everyday people and turning them into his soldiers. I mean, that could be exactly what that happened on Trenzalore. It's like yeah. history repeats itself and that's what's set up. But unfortunately, there's no real sort of... Like the, the Twelfth Doctor has never really opened up about it because he's not the kind of person to open up about it. No, absolutely not. But I mean, that's sort of another sort of from that weird conversation that Danny and Clara had near the end, when mm. Clara sort of helps the, distract the the watch him a flip flop, mm. and um, <laughs> Danny says, uh, "You weren't scared, but you should have been." Mm. But then he just leaves it there. 
he doesn't say like I was really proud of you yeah. or um you know I would have been, I was just as scared or something like that but he sort of leaves it hanging like he she should have been scared and somehow it's a fault that she wasn't hmm. that or somehow the doctors made her into something that she shouldn't be and it's like well why shouldn't she be that thing yeah. is it purely because she's a woman because she's your girlfriend and should comply to certain standards huh? I, I don't mean- get it what even is wrong with people just being naturally courageous? Oh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, all you know, these people who go like skydiving and stuff like that. I mean, I know it's reasonably safe, but I wouldn't want to do it. No, exactly. But no, I just uh, all this stuff that we've been talking about for like the last fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. It it just because it just sort of leaves a bad taste in the mouth, mm-hmm. and it just sort of feels like Moffat's kind of trading on our goodwill mm-hmm. from the fact that this is the Doctor and we love Clara and we love the Doctor. Mm-hmm. And so he can sort of afford to make them pricks for a while. Mm. But I think that only really works for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's running out of it right now. Yeah, That's what makes me concerned about Kill the Moon. Mm-hmm. Although I'm looking forward to it, mm-hmm. I think that maybe this might be the sort of the straw that breaks the camel's back in terms of staying on board with this doctor. Mm. And I'm not saying like I'm going to stop what you do or whatever. I'm always in, I'm not at that point. But although I know that there are people, and I'm sure that you being you have read the comments. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not, not actually, to keep me on your line. I'm not going to bring him up this week. Oh, Ben. Yeah. I don't think we need to. I think we've got enough of our own opinions to. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it, it's. I'm not going to. I'm not saying that it's sort of going to cause a mass exodus away. Mm-hmm. But like I say, at the end of the day. The Doctor is our, our main guy, and mm-hmm. we have to be on board with him fundamentally. Mm-hmm. And there's only so far you can push everybody away from him. Yeah. It's it's getting slightly dangerous. It's getting dangerous, yeah, yeah, to me it is. It's getting to the point of, it, could you pass the point of no return? Mm-hmm. It's it, We're getting sort of near sixth Doctor levels of... Yeah, it really is. It really is. I mean, it's sort of like I said last week, you're sort of getting to the, let's say, six doctor levels of why is Perry still hanging around with this dude? Mm -hmm. You know, why is he doing anything except sitting in the TARDIS, spinning around a star, just brooding for Mm -hmm. thousands of years? Because that feels like what he actually wants to do. Yeah. I mean, it's also um, going slightly back uh, again to the the conversation at the end of the show between Danny and Clara. You know, after she promises to tell him, when they sort of like switch the television back on, and he starts watching it, and she's got this sort of like looking at look in her eye mm. to say, it kind of makes me wonder whether she actually will tell him or not. I wouldn't tell him shit. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Obviously, though, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be in this relationship. But that's just me. <laughs> I mean, it's difficult when you're on the outside of things looking in. Mm-hmm. Things seem simple, but they're not. No. Um, yeah, but I just say I, it's all going. It's becoming really uncomfortable for me, mm-hmm. and I don't know if just be. I don't want to say oh, it's because I'm a woman, or I know people who've been in crappy relationships like this. Mm. But it just, it just, it, the ick is really sort of getting to me mm. on that, and it it's making my watching experience worse, and that makes me sad because I love Doctor Who and I want to watch him have an adventure and go and do fun things or you know it can be it can be scary or sad or emotional mm. or challenging and like danny says they it, sort of he knew people like that and they challenge you and they make you better mm-hmm. and he's right there are people who are like that mm-hmm. and i think that's what moffat thinks he's doing with this doctor in that he's challenging us mm. but that you can only go so far before you're just like oh, f- uh, i'm just i'm done yeah you know, yeah. so you, 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 your hands get thrown up in the air. You're just like, well, you got to give me something. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, it, it just feels like you're kicking my ass all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, but um, I'll say uh, for me, it over this wildly overshadowed what would just be an average story, and actually had some fun bits in it. Mm. Like the, we've you know spent twenty minutes shitting on it from a great height, but there were things on it in, right. in the episode that were fun. I mean, the whole thing about the Doctor dressing up. What he thinks is a brilliant disguise, but is just a brown coat. <laughs> I thought that was really fun, yeah. and like him sort of sparring with Clara, like in the staff room, and she sort of karate chops his broom out of the way, mm-hmm. and all that sort of banter between the two of them. I thought that was really fun, and I did like Courtney as well. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, a, a sort of a far cry from the shitty teenagers we had last year. Thank Christ for that. Yeah, um, I've known people like her, mm-hmm. like especially at school, and. Um, yeah, I thought it was quite fun to just sort of take her on a little trip and she honks in the back. Yeah. Uh, the doctor's like, oh, all right, then spillage, and just goes and sorts it out. It was quite sweet. That's kind of what, what made me warm to her. So it, it, she could have so easily just been silly teenager, like, mm. all the time. But she actually, just just by doing that, you know, it just makes goes to show that she's not completely like that. Because if she was completely like that, then it would just be, I mean, obviously, you know, yeah, there are teenagers like that. Let's, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of us were kind of like her. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but just how in that bit where she just, where she just she can't quite handle it, just yeah. just gives her a little bit more like personality to it. You know, it just gives, makes her a bit more human rather than just sort of archetypal, you know. Yeah, but, and as well, talking about the Doctor, I actually liked what the Doctor did. Took her for a little trip, showed mm-hmm. her something great. And when she vomed because of the gravity or whether she's, she's just like, oh, well. Yeah, and goes and sorts it out, and I quite like that. That was nice. Yeah, and I liked like the banter between the two before that happened. He yeah. says, uh, something like, "What are you?" And he says, "I'm a disruptive influence." He goes, "Oh, good to meet you." <laughs> yeah, I do like that thing. He obviously he sort of sees a fellow rebel in her, mm-hmm. which um, you know I like, and I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. And it's like you know where where was where has this been all my episode? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, and as well, the thing with the uh, you know when Danny first sees uh, the the uh, robot thing, which name which I can't remember, the Scovox Scar- Blitzer, the Scovox Blitzer, mm-hmm. when it blows a hole in the chairs at the back, <laughs> and like through the whole conversation, then the, they have the whole conversation, mm-hmm. and then it pans around, they're still on fire. <laughs> that made me laugh. I thought that was fun, and mm-hmm. you know, like I say, it was there was fun little bits, and I did like all the business where the Doctor thinks that the one who that sort of astounding piece of egotism <laughs> yes. on the doctor's part that the one who vaguely looks like his last incarnation is mm. her boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. The scene where Danny does get, get told what's going on. I still thought um, the bit where Clara tries to explain it all the way. It's like, no, stop it. It's yeah, just that's embarrassing. It's, it's not, you can't, the, the cat's out the back. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Um, well, and I, but I did like the bit the doctor said, what about the play? And she's like, there is no play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, also, I do sort of like when uh, after they've had the big ding-dong in the TARDIS and uh, mm. Danny storms off and Clara follows him, you know, the, the, there's a bit where he's uh, talking to Courtney and he's sort of, he kind of sort of, I mean, I sort of wonder whether he should have just not like not bothered with the deep cover stuff and just gone around being himself and things might have been actually slightly better. <laughs> Yeah, but you sort of—I don't know. Mm. It say it, so it was—it was kind of a fun setup, mm-hmm. and then they just dumped a load of EastEnders in my in my in my Doctor Who, <laughs> and it was it was just weird. And I must say, although I'm looking forward to Kill the Moon, looks like a great episode. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm I'm worried about them crossing the douchebag event horizon with mm. the Doctor. Yeah, so I I just don't know at this point. I I must say, in terms of like divisive. 
controversial episodes. I think this is probably sort of up there with Love and Monsters kind mm. of realm. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah, yeah it's it's kind of it's uh, it's up there with like the show is dead. It's in some in some quarters, but to be honest, that happens every week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just what I'm what I'd really like to have is okay, kill the moon, be as dark as you like, mm-hmm. go all out, balls out. But then after that, just clean break, mm-hmm. and then let's go and have some fun. Let's mm-hmm. go and have some adventures. You know, they can be scary, dark, emotional, sad, but let's just get out there. Let's go do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, so we just move on to the scores then, because uh... yes, yeah, on the doors. Uh... I'm gonna just I'll throw it straight out there. I'm gonna go four. Yeah, I think that's what I'm gonna go with as well. It's, it's I mean, there's there's some very good bits which sort of like save it from getting a worse score, but yeah. then just not enough. The 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 parts do not make the sum. It's not. Yeah, I I, I think it's kind of it's gone into my my internal file effects mm-hmm. as episodes I would not be watching again any anytime soon. Oh yeah, this this I would definitely skip this one. This is a one and done for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to be honest, I was kind of ever trepidatious actually going into it. <laughs> you know? I was as well, but to be honest, I was only trepidatious in terms of I thought it might be kind of over the top, a bit over the top, silly, a bit like um the last Gareth Roberts episode. What was it? Yeah, closing uh, time. Closing time. <laughs> the power of love defeats Cybermen. <laughs> yes, exactly. I thought it was going to be kind of that kind of thing. Well, we and, didn't get that, I suppose. Yeah, but then they dumped a load of emotional crap in there. Or dumped <laughs> a load of, sk- of creepy stuff in there. You know, it wasn't all this sweet stuff with a baby mm-hmm. with a funny name. <laughs> and, you know, kind of running around and Cybermats and lulls, you know, mm-hmm. b- bants. It was like... um. It was all this misery and horrible sexism. Yes, oh dear me. Okay, let's let's end this. Oh, okay. So, Hopefully, won't be Debbie Downers next week. <laughs> yeah. So, if you'd like to tell us what you thought about the caretaker, you can email us at greatestshow at simplysyndicated.com. and you're on the Facebook page, if you would be so kind. Uh, yeah, if you come over to uh, Facebook in the search bar, just put in "Greatest Show in the Galaxy" podcast. Hit enter. We should pop up right on our wall. Leave us some uh, tidbits about what you thought of the episodes. Mm, I, I think this is this is one I actually would like to hear what people thought about this. Yeah, one I would because, be interested. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, you can tweet us at Greatest Show Pod. Uh, also, while you're on Simply Syndicated, do check out all the other fine shows. And we've completely forgot to mention Simply Everything. Oh no, yeah, it's uh, only so- where we bloody started. <laughs> Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, so subscribe to be everything. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a subscription service, simsyndicated.com. And once you subscribe, you can get the entire back catalogue, everything Simsyndicated has ever made, ever. Stuff that isn't available to the general public anymore. You can get discounts on merch and access to exclusive shows that don't end up anywhere else except Simply Syndicated. Mm. So, uh, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I need to go and pour some vodka into my Coke. Mm. Take care. All right.